What it do, ye old blokes and dames of the internet? <laughs> right, that, that was a pretty unique one. <laughs> I was trying yeah, something I new. It. Not sure no, if I like I'll throw it. it back a couple centuries again, but hey, it was worth it once. It is Wednesday, June 9th, and it is Elevated Takes coming at you live. How are you doing, everybody? How are you doing, RJ? Doing fantastic. Very happy. And I'm just going to throw it out there real quick. Kristen Pulsick pulling up for the US of A. Number Love one. it. It's number number one. one. Super well, best. I hope so. I really hope yeah. so this year. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, Get I don't know. Chelsea it was a good, uh, in there. I had a couple of friends who went out to that game. Um, apparently, it was out in Colorado. Really? Oh yeah, pretty. I'm kind of pissed I didn't go. Actually, but, yeah, uh, that would have been pretty dope. On some other stuff, I see you're wearing your golf hat. I'm wearing mine. Shot a 51 through nine this weekend. Feeling pretty Let's good go. about the old uh, the old swing there. Only uh, 15 over. Not doing too bad. What'd you do this weekend? Uh not much, man. Just chilled. Just fixing the house up relaxing getting ready for this you know just like building up all my piss and vinegar just to go off on my elevated take you know what i mean so man it's got a got a got a heated one today huh well it's good to hear you did nothing but uh good to hear you did nothing but mow the lawn and wear your new balances this weekend good to hear (laughs) exactly don't doubt it (laughs) well i'm sure you had enough time to process some hot shit then what do you uh what do you got for the folks today yeah so on sunday uh, i'll just bring up well technically saturday John Rahm, golfer, he was winning by six strokes, okay? Oh, yeah. Bummer. That's a pretty big lead, and you're going That's into a, a Sunday lead. on that. You're basically, you're just going to win. Like, Golden. nine times out of ten, that person's going to win. Well, they came to him and said, hey, you tested positive for COVID, and now you got to sit down, and you're out of the tournament. The sports world is pretty rocked by that because, yeah, you know, we've had COVID for a year roughly now, right? And so, like... We haven't had that happen where it took a player out in their peak of like when they were absolutely killing it. And a lot of people are going online like, hey, uh, we got to change this. This isn't right. But my take on this is it is right. Like like, that's the right thing to do as much as we hate it and as much as it sucks that he lost out on $1.6 million was that purse for getting first place. That's rough. But if you got COVID, you can't risk all your players to be out the rest of the season. I mean, it's a deadly virus. I'm sure a lot of our viewers at home have had family members who've been sick with it and potentially, you know, have passed on because of it. So I'm not going to be like, this needs to change. No, this is probably the right call. It was a hard call. But sometimes the hardest calls to make are the right calls. No doubt about it. And not to mention, if there is one sport in America where there are a bunch of elderly, vulnerable to this virus folk walking around the athletes, yeah. it's definitely <laughs> golf. So <laughs> it sucks. I wish that there was some sort of like reprimandation um, or uh, not reprimandation, but compensation um, that the PGA Tour could like give to him. Just be like, hey, sorry, you missed out. At least here's like here's some sort of purse because you I mean, you damn near made it to the last day and you ended yeah. up tasting positive like. It really, really sucks, um, and you don't want to see somebody have to withdraw for something like that, but it was the right decision, and we are not here to criticize that. So cheers, PGA Tour. You did it. You made the yep. right call, and I'm glad you did it. One thing I'll say real quick, just so we kind of cover our bases. Uh, he is fine. He seems to be asymptomatic. He seems to be in good health, so he yeah. should be available I mean, he for the next be, tournament. better be. He was beating the field. He better be in good <laughs> health. Imagine if he wasn't. <laughs> He's still yeah. six strokes up going into Sunday. It's nuts. Yeah. Okay, the next one, my next hot shit, dude, 
I could watch this video over and over and over. I don't know if you've seen it. The Tennessee Volunteers, his name is Drew Gilbert. He literally did what I've practiced in my backyard a bazillion times. I know other kids have too. Bottom nine. Two outs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bases loaded. Down three. Down three. This dude hits a moonshot. This ball never came down. Right into right field. And so he hits it. He stops. He stares. He walks a couple steps. Turns around. Like literally does like I'm soaking this in. Looks at it. Looks at the pitcher. And then just flings the bat up. And trots down the bases. And his team goes. I mean the team's on home plate. It's. Goosebumps. I literally got goosebumps just talking about it. It's the perfect sports moment. Yeah. Yeah. It may be one of my top five, honestly. And that sounds so dumb because it's just a college baseball game. You can't get that. That's not real life. That's what you, when you buy MLB The Show 2012, that's how, where you load into the game and you practice. So you learn how to swing in the new video game. That, that, that's not real. That doesn't happen. No. No, I mean, I will. I I do agree with you that it is stupid to put that in your top five, just because, like you said, the gravity oh of the God. situation. But there, because like there, there are. I mean, like Michael Jordan's shot over the Utah Jazz, like in Game Six, like that. Come on, like it's 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 equivalent, I think, to something in the the college baseball playoffs, probably. Um, but it is like the dream scenario, like you said. Any baseball player who has ever played in the like sandlot with his buddies have yep. definitely like simulated that to a much lesser and. I think I read like three articles about this hit, right? And each one of them was like, oh, Tennessee Star's getting shit for his bat flip. It's like, what? 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 Are you kidding me? Like, you like did he go too knife. far? Did he go too far? It's like, what? where have we become in such like this soft ass <laughs> America where we are giving a kid who literally just lived out his dream to take his brethren like to the promised land in the dream scenario and giving him shit about a bat flip. Like it's it's just nutty to me. Yeah. No, you you just hit a you hit a grand slam in the bottom of the ninth to advance your team. You can do whatever you want. I mean, like that's just Agreed. If he earned, took off his shirt in North Carolina, like I'm I'm totally okay with that. Like one hundred thousand percent. You you just hit a grand slam in the bottom of the ninth, two outs to bring the orange home. Like, go for yeah. it, dude. Go for it but all the- day. That's what I had. Uh, what are you steaming up for us? So I've got some much more mainstream shit to bring to the people that's today. Cool. That's I'm cool. sure a lot of you have already heard, but hey, that's why it's hot shit, because it's boiling on on the, the old stove in there. The stove. Holy shit, the stove oven. I just the made stubbing. up a new word. No, Welcome the to the stove. I like it. The stove era. So Julio Jones, also known as the best wide receiver in the league. Uh, uh, he played for the Atlanta Falcons forever, got balls tossed to him by Matty Ice, and they almost won a Super Bowl until Tom Brady decided to act like Tom Brady. And he just got traded to the Tennessee Titans. So another Tennessee story for y'all, but they have a new number one wide receiver. I mean, I'm sure he'll be number one over A.J. Brown, just because, like I said, he's the best wide receiver in the league. Um, but yeah, big news, making ripples. We all all knew that that wasn't going to work over in Atlanta. He had made that vehemently clear going into the end of the yeah. season uh and I'm, I'm excited to see what the titans bring i mean you know they, they got they got henry in the backfield if they can get themselves a quarterback who's not named ryan Tannehill, they might be okay but we'll see how it goes you see what i like is uh he had so many options 
And the fact that he chose the Titans, like, I, I don't get it. But the best way I can describe it is I saw a, a meme on the internet and it was like, oh, Tannehill rolls. He, he's, he can dump it off to Derrick Henry. Oh, he, he dodges a guy. Oh, he's looking at his crossing route. He's got A.J. Brown. He, he, nope, he doesn't like that. Oh, throws a bomb to Julio Jones. Touchdown. Ah, Tennessee Titans, 33. Buffalo Bills, 68. Oh, like, yeah, I mean, like, I'm sure. Like, yeah, because Rabel ain't giving up 68 points to nobody. Oh, you crazy we'll out see. there? You but, crazy but over there? But, like, it doesn't make them, like, a championship team. I, I really don't think no. it elevates their team into the, the the conversation between the Chiefs, the Buccaneers, and the Bills. Like, it, they're yeah. just not in that conversation. I agree, and last year showed that because I mean they obviously had a run two years ago, um, and they were looking pretty good. But I, I, I just I stick. Vrabel's gonna put a good defense. That oh, defense, he's a great coach. any any secondary that faces that offense is going to pee their pants, like because AJ Brown's a killer too. I don't know if anyone out there knows who that guy is. Yeah. Um, and shout out to Julio Jones for just being an all around cool guy because AJ Brown offered him his famed number eleven, and he declined it. He's taken number yeah. two. Which if you oh, didn't really? know, it was one plus one. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, he went he went the Boom. mathematical route. Yep. So AJ Brown's go. keeping eleven, or yeah, AJ Brown's keeping eleven. Who's also, in my opinion, a top ten receiver. You could make an argument for top five. The dude's a stud. They're but they need a quarterback. Great. Until they get that, that's what wins you Super Bowls is a quarterback. Like what? Unless you're the Ravens and you have Trent Dilfer or Joe Flacco. You need a good quarterback to win a Super Bowl, and right now I just don't think Tanny's it. I don't think now's the time, but I think at some point on a podcast, uh, someone in the comments remind me. I think I think you're sleeping on Tannehill. His stats are over the past year and a half, basically since he's been with them. His stats are comparable, like a hundred percent comparable with Patrick Mahomes in the regular season. Yeah, that, like I think side by side, I the numbers you're, are amazing. You're, you're, your final three words there were the the, the key regular, in the regular season. season. Yeah, definitely. Because like definitely. that's the difference is Tom Brady can throw six yards a game and still take his team to the Super Bowl because the quarterback position is much less. I mean, it is about what you can do on the field, but there are again eleven guys on that field who can who can provide something of value to you. The quarter the key quarterback, uh, the key quarterback characteristic that ultimately defines a team is leadership. And that's what I don't think Tannehill has. I don't think he can. I don't think he can get a locker room to overextend their potential like other great quarterbacks in the league can. And and that's where I think he ultimately falls short. Maybe his stats are fantastic, but Ben Roethlisberger's stats are always fantastic. Yeah. And he, well, he's still a Hall of Famer. Steelers don't do anything. Yeah, he is a Hall of Fame Famer because he won Super Bowls back when he yeah. came, when he gave a crap about it. Well, you know this will I mean? be Tannehill's. This will be Tannehill's most talented team. So let's see what they do. But sure. again, I don't. They might have some success in the playoffs, but they can run into the Chiefs or the Bills. They're just going to get buzzed. So, what else you got okay. for us? Mainstream hot shit numero dos. Joker. Nikola Jokic from the Denver Nuggets has there ran away with the MVP, and I honestly, dude, he might be the most deserving mvp i've seen in a long long time like he yeah, especially because so. even when jamal before jamal murray went down he was not the jamal murray of the bubble like he no. was playing fine but he wasn't killing it their team got worse nope. after they left let jeremy grant go up to detroit and he still got him in the playoffs 
banging away. Like he is, he is one of the most underrated players in the entire league. Like if you look at Jersey sales, like Joker is far and away one of the most underrated players. And it's because he's a big man. We just talked about on our last podcast, how big men don't really get a whole lot of credit in today's game. But he's a big man who has so much swag on the court that he doesn't always need to play like it. He can shoot. He can maneuver similar to Luka because he's not quick, but he can he can create space and score. He's just a, a stone stone cold killer. And I'm glad he won the MVP because the league needed a MVP like Joker after just seeing guys put up crazy numbers and then not do anything in the playoffs where Joker hasn't yep. won a chip, but he always shows up when they need him to show up. So what I liked about it is I believe he had 91 votes, something similar to that. The next closest was uh, Steph Curry with five. Five. So like yep. when you said you ran away, like 100%, he ran away with it, and he deserves yeah. it. Like uh, I I believe it was 20 games into the series, into the season, I looked online to see him like, dang, Joker's killing it. Like maybe I'll put some money on him to win the MVP. And he was already like the favorite by, by a bazillion. So like there was no money yep. to be made on it. But that kind of pissed me off, and I'm like, dang, man, like, everyone knows this. Am I late to the party? 20 games yep. into the season. So he deserved it. For sure. You can't take it away from him. You're happy for him. He makes me. He makes that team likable for me. Not saying they're unlikable, but he's just – he's kind of like Luka in my opinion. Maybe I just like the he foreign is. players. 100%. He's just so happy. Like, And when he gets angry and stuff, like it's in a lovable way. Like, I don't see him throwing tantrums and, like, throwing the ball or yelling at his teammates in an angry way on the, you know, on the bench. He's a very uplifting teammate. He see, he, he'd be a great teammate. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't compare him to Luka there because Luka definitely gets heated on the court and throws the ball and gets gets pretty heated. <laughs> Luka's one wow. of the worst at that. Not to mention, you do you see Luka uh, reject PJ-13 or PG-13 out on the court uh, for the jersey swap? Yeah. Yes. If you... Go back and watch it. Uh, Paul no, George like, it many times. tried to swap some jerseys with him. and Because he's a competitor. I get it. You're a competitor. I don't want... Dude, you just beat me after coming back when I was up 3-1. Like, or 3-2, maybe. I think they tied the, season, the, the series at 2-2. But I, either way, I was up. I should have taken this home, and I didn't. Like, get out of here. Like, that's what everybody loved about Jordan, right? He didn't talk, he didn't talk to the people who just beat him on the rare occasion that they did. Um, yeah. But... Either way, uh, the other story with the NBA MVP that I think is funny is uh, <laughs> Derek Rose I saw got a this. first place vote. <laughs> that, now that's a joke. There's oh, who voted for Derek? I love Derek Rose. Don't get you me know, wrong. His 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 night in Minnesota a couple of years ago was one of the best. Dope. Like uh, hell yeah, one of the best game of uh, the year that, that I've year. seen. Yeah. Ooh. Um, but. MVP, like really, who who out there loves Derrick Rose that much in the league? Who's like putting? I him believe one? It's crazy. So like, I saw that. I saw we saw the same thing. Then we both saw the same thing, and so I looked at like the comments on that article because I'm like, where like it doesn't say where Derrick Rose got this vote from, and someone on there said it was a fan vote. Like apparently there's like the, the take accumulation of a whole bunch of fans who can vote online or something. I don't know because I didn't do it. Maybe it came from that. If not, I don't know. There ain't no way in hell you're telling me. He deserves to be – Luca wasn't on that list. You're telling me there Luca are, didn't get a single vote, but Derrick Rose gets a vote? There are literally like, 50 players in the NBA who I would have voted for MVP <laughs> over Derrick Rose. Like, it's yeah. a joke. And yeah. that is why fans shouldn't vote. That's why fans, fans shouldn't vote in the All-Star game. That's why fans – because that's that's how you get the exact same people constantly. 
because they don't play the sport. They don't know who's doing legitimately well, and they vote with their hearts, and that shit's got to stop. Agreed. But hey, enough about how crappy NBA fans are, because uh, we've talked about that a lot lately, because they haven't been super great, although there hasn't been any uh, catastrophic blow-up so far, so uh, keep it up, NBA fans. Yeah, yeah you're Jesus. Not, uh, you're not throwing uh, popcorn or throwing drinks on people anymore, so that's good news. Keep that up. Uh, you got a, you got an elevated take for us today? Yeah. You going to bring yeah, the thunder? It kinda, Seems like you were excited about it. It rolls right in. Mm. So. Perfect. Well, when are you ready, bro? You ready now? Because I'm ready now. I'm ready now. I'm ready now. All right, let's, well, then you better hit it. it right now. So I wrote this uh, right after it happened. So we're just going to title this My Mavs Rant. And so I'm just getting into it. Mm. The refs at the end of game, game seven were very frustrating. And I'm not going to say they were completely wrong because some of it was technically correct. But if you watch basketball, it's just wrong. What I'm going to say is at the very end of the game, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr.'s foul was a foul, yes. It was not a technical foul. I don't, I don't care. It was not a flagrant. It, no, I, I'm not about that. No way at all. That's me as a fan saying. Now, the one that I will say, technically, they got the call right on uh, Kawhi Leonard's backcourt violation, saying he did not violate it. I don't care who you are. If your feet land on one side of the court and you have possession of the ball, I don't care about your momentum carrying you over. You bring a foot over on the other side, that's a backcourt violation. No, no, no. I don't play that, homie. Give me my ball. That ain't right. Okay. That was that was about... I just had to get that off because the rest were very infuriating. It felt like it was pass interference in the NFL. That's just wrong. What I want to talk about is the actual Mavs, all right? Luka needs to play the entire game. Love Luka. Favorite player. Um, I'm not going to really go into him, but he had 20, uh, he had 20, 46 points in the entire game. He had 21 in the first quarter. So that's, you need to pace yourself or just keep scoring. But it, it's not like that was just, the, that was game seven. He did that through every single game. And that credit to their defense because they tried to slow him down later on in the game. It worked, whatever. Not going to go in on Luca. The guy I do want to go in on, go in on is Przingis. You are killing me. Przingis, you are killing me. Okay. He has to be one of the worst defenders in the league. And, like, I know I say that, and, like, people are like, oh, maybe not. No, he is. Like, halfway through the, se- halfway through the season, trade deadline, there was rumors saying that we're about to trade him. And Mark Cuban's like, no, no, we're not going to trade him. No. Oh, oh, golly. No, man, are you kidding me? Well, the coach was like, no, he's he's bad on defense. Like, when we had our big storm here in Texas, they said he worked at three practices solely on defense, and he mentioned Przingis needs to improve. So, like, he's been called out by his own coach. Okay. When it's the playoff time, and you can't even protect the rim being a seven-footer, you need to adjust your game style. You need to adjust your game style. Then when Kawhi Leonard takes you back to the rim constantly, it's just, you you were embarrassing. It, it, it was, quite frankly, just embarrassing. What else I gotta say is, you, you're the big dude who shoots threes, man. They make sketches about you on the internet. Good old Charmin Soft over here knows all about that. Big guys cannot only shoot threes, okay? You can't. He was 0-5 in a game 7 from the three-point three line. Do you want to know how many of those balls he, like, 
he followed his shot on. He followed his shot and would, like, at least try to get a rebound to the rim, like, make a basketball play. Zero. Five lost possessions. Right there. That is just poor basketball effort, IQ, whatever you want to call it. I don't like it. His last three games, your second, your duo, your second best player, he, last three games, he got you 31 points. I need more than that in three games. Luca did that. Luca got more than that in just one game. Okay? That's rough. One thing I would like to say is I saw something online that just put it perfectly. Um, well, let me say this first. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Brzingis said, you know, I, I, I feel like a second fiddle here. Like, I want more, uh, I want more credit, you know? Give, give me the ball more and stuff like that. Okay? Brzingis and Luca are like Shaq and Kobe. Except Luca is Shaq and Kobe. Okay? <laughs> like that like I don't, I don't know what what more do I, I can say it. I don't know where my time's at. So do I still got some time left Shady or no? No, we're we're way over, but it was your okay. it was your rant, so I wanted you to I wanted you to just have the floor. I know I know this rebuild one, the roster. Close to the heart. <laughs> Yeah, rebuild the roster. I got, I got more. I'll, I'll, I'll sprinkle it in later. Go ahead. All right, <laughs> sounds good. No, you're one hundred thousand million percent right. I there are three specific referee instances that consistent. I consistently cannot stand. It is offensive pass interference or pass interference period <laughs> in the NFL playoffs. Holding yeah. in the NFL playoffs. Agreed. And NBA refs period in the NBA playoffs. Like those are the three instances of refereeing where I just can't stand it. And it shall, it shined bright as ever in that, that the end of that Dallas game. Like you were 1000% yep. right on that, but that wasn't even really what your point was about. Your point was about how much the Mavericks need to invest in a second fiddle to Luca because it's the mm-hmm. truth. Like and Porzingis Zing- is, is not, not that guy. Porzingis no. is not that guy and he will never be that guy. He ranked 180th in the playoffs oh in defensive God. win shares. 180th oh in the he's a starting five seven foot center, and he ranked a hundred. Like you said, if if their small forward is backing down your biggest rim defender, because Kleba ain't it. Like get Kleba out of there. No, the I mean you did playoffs. have Why we did have Boban. There? We had Boban. So like you yeah, have but he's a good... like he seems like he's a hundred years old and he moves as slow as a snail. Like that's what agreed, made like agreed. the Shack so effective was that Completely he, was, he was still quick on his feet. Yeah, he was slow, especially when he got bigger when he moved on to the Cavs and then the Suns and and even at the Heat he was getting bigger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he was still quick on his feet. Luca's slow, Kleba's slow, and like the rest of that team just didn't seem very fast. And the, the literally the only losing coach per se that I trust in the NBA is Rick Carlisle. Like Rick Carlisle is the only coach who like I'm always behind what he has to say because he Same. he those 2011 Mavericks were like one of the greatest teams I've ever seen play. And they and there's a reason why he's still head coaching that team when they've had so many losing seasons. When mm-hmm. he's calling your second best player out and he responds the way that Porzingis responds, it tells you that he is the fourth or fifth player, the best player on a winning team. Right now, he's your yep. second. And and Tim Hardaway Jr. is doing everything that he can to show the world that he should at least be. He, he's, he's better than Zing. 
especially in the second half of the year, Tim Hardaway Jr. showed himself to be better than Porzingis. Porzingis is only good in green grass and high tides. If it's the easiest game of your life, Porzingis is going to put up 30 and grab you probably nine or eight rebounds, which is insanely low for what the what he represents what on he the court. What he should be doing. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr., I think he's a really good role player. I don't know if he has hit that top three level. I no, think he could on a different team. I just think I just think he needs – he is a possession guy, and he need, you need off-ball guys. So, like, what I want them to do in the offseason, as crazy as it sounds, and I know it sounds crazy, uh, Kawhi Leonard has a player option here. So that would be freaking dope. Like, Luka and Kawhi Leonard, that's a title contender right there. Like, no – no debate. So, but I don't know. Like, I don't know the numbers how that works. And Luca's about to sign a super max deal this yeah, offseason. He was no asked doubt. about it. No doubt. He was no asked doubt. about it, and he didn't say anything. He just started to smile. So, like, I mean, he's here for a long time. Hopefully. Yeah. And then the other person I'd like them to bring in would be Bradley Beal, an off the ball scorer. Just you, you gotta you gotta guard him. If not, you double team Luca. Luca gives it to him. Trey. Trey. I mean. Those would be two superstars who would be a real two, a real two, because Luca is a top three player in the world right now. He is amazing. He is amazing. Agreed. 100%. I just think what scares me about Beal is like, yes, he can play off the ball, but he's still way more successful with the ball. And Luca is like ball dominant to the T. Like he's arguably the most, he's yes. one of the most ball dominant players in the league. Yeah. I think the biggest mistake that they made this offseason, because I agree with you, Tim Hardaway Jr. is not a, he's not a, a top three guy on a team. He needs to be around that fourth or fifth level. Same with Porzingis. That's just who they are. That's what they do. They need to bring in a rim protector who can actually play defense. I'm sure Dwight Howard will take a call. Like, he doesn't need to play offense. They just need something on the deep. Because yeah. they're going to score 140 points a game. They proved it this, 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 uh, this series. So get yep. someone who can actually defend the rim and doesn't allow their small forward to back you down to the paint and show you what's up. And then I think the biggest mistake they made was letting go of Seth. I think them, them letting oh, Seth Curry completely walk agree. was a nightmare for them. Like Someone he, who actually he would have come up clutch in this, in this series. Uh, I completely agree. Someone who popped in my brain, uh, who you brought up. So like ideally, right. If I could build my team, however I wanted, I, the Joker doesn't win a uh, MVP and obviously going to be locked up forever. The Joker comes on and plays with Luca. The Luca and Joker? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I would, no, I would vomit because that team would yeah. be too good. All <laughs> of be. all of the all of the European power in the city of Dallas and would then, be too much. And then Zingas would work because Zingas can sit at the three. He doesn't have to be the center. You know what I mean? Like he can just yep. be like, no, no, I'm gonna basically be like a, I'm gonna be a small forward, like. I know yeah. I'm not. I know I'm too big, but like that's what I'm gonna do. And everyone's like, "Chill, man. You you good. You good. We don't need you. Yeah, you good." What a lot of people don't understand about the problem with exactly what you were talking about, which is Zingus's worst problem, is that he shoots threes at the top of the key and then just gets back. Is if the Hate first it. guy back Hate is it. your worst defensive player and your tallest <laughs> rebounder, like what? What is? What do you think is going to happen in your transition offense or defense against yeah. a Kawhi Leonard and a Paul George? Like, what do you think is well, going to happen against those guys who are going to push the pedal to it. the metal? Like, you, you saw, saw it. what happened. And they had every – God, I wish they would have taken that series. It's so frustrating that they weren't able to. But Luka's only going to get better if 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 Cuban and that team can actually give them something to work with next year. I, I think they're in good shape, but they've got to they've gotta bring in a, a, a good defensive point guard. I'm talking like a Rajon Rondo 
I know he's getting old, but at least he could come in and, and build a winning mentality in that team. Luca's yeah. going to take the ball 90% of the time anyway. Get him some spot-up shooters like you were just talking about. Hell, yeah. hell Miami Heat's not, not too high on Hero right now. Bring bring him in just to take a couple jump shots at the top of the key. You know like, who has a player option? I'd rather have him than Zingas. Here you go. Who? Here you go. The, who has a team option? Duncan Robinson. The, I'd the, love the it. Heat. I, I, I didn't think the Heat would let him go. That's why I no, went I mean, Hero. No, I mean, he's a team option. Hero's just but, discount yeah. Robinson, right? That's, yeah, that's all yeah, the Hero well, is. He's definitely. a discount Robinson. Oh, that gets my juices I'd flowing. Let me, let me, I would let me ask you that. one question. I know we should probably move on to your take, but let me ask you one more question. So, like, people wanted in, like, early, like early 2010s, early teens, right? Other players wanted to play with LeBron. They would go sign small deals to play with LeBron. Bosh and Wade. Is, yeah. Is Luka that caliber? Like... Can I, can I, like, for me asking for, like, Beal and for Leonard, Leonard, Kawhi Leonard to be, like, is this, am I realistic at all? Or is that just, like, never, is that just never going to happen? Little volcano over there. Yeah, yeah, I got a little foamy there, but I caught it. Hey, not, not a big <laughs> deal. Not a whole lot of, you know, I, I caught the foam. The mountains are blue. That's all I care about. Uh, that's all I care but, about. But um, I think it is too much to ask. Because remember, by, by that time, when LeBron, like, when LeBron was making the transition to the villain, where he, like, went to Miami, yeah. made the decision, went down to South Beach, consolidated with Wade and, and Bosh, he was already starting to become one of the best passers in the league. Like, he was already showing himself to be a facilitator and a playmaker more than just a raw scorer. And Luca's just a raw scorer. Like that is yeah. like Luca can play defense because he gives a shit. Like he's not one of the best defensive players in in the nation by far. No, but he but he cares. Zingas doesn't care, right? That's why he's a terror. No. Defense is no. all about effort. Everyone has said that from the beginning of time. In the sense, Naismith created the fucking sport with leather balls and a bass and a weaved basket. But he he doesn't have it. Luca does, and that's enough. You know what I mean? That's enough of what you need. He's not a super mega athlete. But don't get me wrong. I think people would love to play with Luca. I, I would love to play with Luca. I'm not in the <laughs> NBA. <laughs> like, I'm white as Clorox. I'm not in there for a reason. But but I would love to play with Luca. But if you look at a lot of other guys, especially after – that's the biggest problem with him, like, rejecting the Paul George thing. And I think I don't think the league likes Paul George very much either because he couldn't oh, do yeah. it in Indiana – and then bounced from superstar to superstar to superstar to try to win some fucking basketball games and couldn't. And so I didn't want to say I, it. I, I agree with you. I want more people to come and play with Luca. I just don't know if that's there. And I don't think Dallas is a good basketball location for people to go personally. So you brought team. it up. So I'll say it. You know how Luca somewhat dissed him on the not the no jersey swap. Uh, if you look at what George, Paul George is saying to him. He he he's saying, "I'll call you this summer. I'm gonna call you this summer. I'm gonna call you this summer." Oh, so maybe am I hopeful? Because I would definitely take him. He's off the ball. He's a great defender. He, a he, great yes. defender. Paul Paul George would be a fantastic addition with Luca. Like I I agree with that one thousand percent because Paul George ain't a number one right now. Shit, he's he's teetering on two. The Clippers can tell you that throughout this entire regular season, but yeah. he can shoot the ball. 
and he he and he he can ball just not in the playoffs. He really helped playoffs the Mavs, and I ain't a thing. So no, and I don't. I'm I'm not saying like it's gonna happen, but with these contracts and players having more power, he could get out of that contract, or they could take the contract. I don't I don't know exactly how it would work. It was just something interesting, and maybe maybe he was like, "Hey, I'll call you this summer to get your jersey instead of doing it now because of COVID regulations." Yeah. Maybe yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm reading into it. That's enough. I've talked about the mask for way too long. Uh, are you ready for your take? I am ready for my take. Okay, you know, just go ahead and jump into it. Your time starts now. All right. I've said this a few times going into elevated takes that I brought here on this podcast, but this one I truly have to. I can't believe I'm doing this, but I have to swallow my tongue. I have to take my pride. I got to put it in the closet, and I've got to tell RJ that he's right. Yes, let's go. The conversation about LeBron James being in the top three to me is over. I I made the excuse that he was arguably the GOAT for a long time because I do, to this day, think he's the best physical specimen we've ever seen play basketball. Even today, as kids have trained straight out the womb to become basketball players, like they are getting better and better every year. And LeBron James is still the best person athletically, and he does the most on the court of any player I've ever seen. But I cannot be an advocate of Tom Brady as the greatest football player of all time because solely of his intangibles, and then also sit here and tell you that LeBron James is the greatest of all time without them because he doesn't have them. He doesn't have the Mamba mentality. He doesn't have Michael Jordan's everything. Michael Jordan is the Zeus on the pantheon of, uh, I've, I have fought this for years. I have fought this opinion for years because I watched Michael Jordan play. I watched LeBron play and I'm like, but he rebounds better, but he can play defense better when he wants to. Like he can block shots better than Michael ever did. But guess what? He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to play better than Michael Jordan or else he's just content not being it. And the one thing that I cannot have in my elite athletes is being content because they are the greatest athletes in the history of the world. The 1% of the 1% are the people who we are talking about. And he is content. He's content to walk off the floor when his team's down 20. He's content to watch his second best player go down and then throw the towel in. Oh, I guess I'll get him next year. You're not going to get him next year, LeBron. You've got an AARP letter coming in the mail next week. Like, there is no chance you're ever going to win another championship acting like this. And as far as I'm concerned, the conversation's over. The conversation was reignited for me when he came back against those Warriors, came back from the 3-1 to deficit, and blocked that Andre Iguodala layup. It was one of the greatest NBA plays I've ever seen. And and it's hard for me not to admit that. And that's when I was like, maybe he is the greatest because he lived in such a hard era to play basketball. Well, now it's just showing me that he never had it. Kobe was better. Michael was better. Kareem was better. Larry was better. And so I'm I'm done with the conversation. I, I have to concede to you. I'm done fighting the LeBron James fight. Number 23, number 6, and 23, get to the back of the line. Because I got 33 above you, I got 23 above you, I got 8 and 24 above you, and I'm done with the conversation. LeBron, no longer the GOAT. No longer a chance at the GOAT. All you people at home who are like, hey, uh, 
RJ, you may let Shady go a little too long. You're out your damn mind if you think I'm cutting him off when he's going off about LeBron. Are you kidding me? You know how long I've been waiting for oh, this? I knew. I, I had five <laughs> minutes. I had six minutes. I had. I had as much. T- I knew as going into that take, I was gonna have a. Yeah. I was gonna have Are some extra time me? on that. But so, dude, I just. I had to. I had to bring it up. There's just no way after this year that I can give it to him. I don't know what else to say. I've said everything. Like his last game, right? He's got six minutes left. He's down by. I think 14 at the time, and he just doesn't play defense at all. He stands there. The guy blows by him. He walks back. Oh, there was multiple possessions where he never left. He cherry-picked. Like, he didn't even cross half court. Nope. The referee made it there before LeBron did. Yep. Exactly. uh, He just doesn't want it. And, like, it reminds me of a movie... Uh, called Rookie of the Year. And so he's pitching for the first time, and a pitcher comes up to him, and he just makes something up. And he's just like, you got you got to want it, and you got to have it. It's called the half-dude. You got you to have the half-dude. You got to desire it. You need to desire it. You got me? LeBron don't have the half-to. He don't. He is amazing specimen. And, like, I mean that in the most, like, you are an amazing athlete. You have been a great athlete and a, a great professional in any sport you picked. Boxing, you could have probably been amazing at too. UFC, been amazing. But you don't have the desire for some reason. And I don't get it. You talked about it for so long in your early career. Then something changed. And I don't know what it was. You're just happy with what you got. But like, I think, like Shady said, like what, what this has come down to is the debate of you being better than MJ is laughable at this point. It's It's laughable. Like, you don't take anything personally. MJ would find a reason you sneezed, and he sneezed, and you didn't say bless you. You're on his list forever, ever. You're never getting off of it. At this yep. point, man, you're letting people dunk on you. You're letting people do anything, and you're just like, yeah, okay, cool. Now I'll see y'all. Y'all, y'all want to be in my movie? Uh, y'all want to be in my movie? It's going to be real good. Yep. I don't know. It's just I'm not you, – you said it. I'm not – I don't want to spend more time on LeBron. Do you have anything else you want to say about it? Because, like, this is all you, man. I've, I've, I've made my piece. All I have to say is, like, yeah. Like, I, because of what he brought to the table for so long, I wanted to believe that he was the greatest. And not to mention, I'm – so I'm, I'm, I'm 27. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not an old man. I watched, I watched Michael play, but it wasn't like mm-hmm. – I, I wasn't old Prime. enough to know what was going on. And yeah. in every sports athlete, there's something in you where you want to be the one who observes greatness. You want to be the one who observes the greatest of all time or can tell your kids about the stories of how elite these people were. And no one could have competed in other eras because it was my era. There's that little pride. There's pride in every sports fan in the world. So I wanted that. For years, I wanted that. And I... He, he blew it. I think it was the 2015 championship against the Warriors, dude. I think he, after he beat that team, that injured team, yeah, he, he like that, that team that got beat up, like he, without KD, because he could never beat that team, he, he just, he was just like, no, I'm, I'm the greatest and that's how it's going to be. And you can't do that because no other person in the conversation ever did that. Kobe Bryant was a broken-down Cadillac, and he scored 60 points in his last game. What are you going to score, LeBron? You're going to have 18 points, 9 assists, and 6 rebounds? 
because I can guarantee you that's how he's going to go out after this year. Here we that's, go. That's how this. it's going to be wrapped up. Would MJ, if they had fancy basketball back then, like I, would MJ ever be a second round pick in fancy basketball? Fuck no. No. LeBron's Absolutely. definitely a second rounder. I'm not wasting a first round pick on LeBron. No way. No way. He doesn't play enough games. Just like, this year. Take everything else out of it. Yeah. No, so as at, to, to wrap, put a little bow on this, just so everyone knows where I stand. The greatest NBA players of all time, number one, this is the first time I've ever, I'm ever saying it out loud. I didn't even say it out loud when I was rehearsing this speech. Because I didn't even have to rehearse it, ladies and gentlemen. That's how passionately I feel about this bullshit. Michael Jordan, number 23. He's the greatest basketball player of all time, and I don't think... Uh, you can make an argument for some other players, but he's number one. Number two, Larry Bird. You know how much I love Larry Bird. Larry Bird, he, he's got the fire. He had something that that LeBron just never, for some reason, ever had. And number three, Kobe Bryant. I'll okay. end it at that. You, we could round it out, you know, number four, probably Kareem. But number one, Michael Jordan. Number two, Larry Bird. Number three, Kobe Bryant. Come fight me. Boom. I love it. I can't. Maybe we'll do that one time. We'll uh, do a segment called like top five or something like that. Yeah, and we'll I love both that. go run down you our top five. You know I'm a list of, guy. You know yeah, I'm big I know. on you're, those lists. You're a huge list guy. So yeah, <laughs> I love the list. We'll definitely do that. Speaking of segments, uh, hello. Hey, let's get on over to one. We're um, a little hello. delayed today. We we we, we yeah. had to go off on some shit today. That's for sure. We had to get some we stuff did. off of our chest. So uh, I I think we uh, get into the the old segment here. We're gonna throw a new one. You want a curveball here, RJ? Want a new uh, new old yeah. segment? All right. So while we're, while we're we're talking about while we're talking about the uh, you know the dirt bags and the NBA referee committee who can't seem to get it right, we're talking about the dirt bag. LeBron James can't bring the thunder when he has every mm-hmm. single reason to bring the thunder. Doesn't have the have to. We're gonna do a little segment here called dirt bag prosecution. Love it. I don't know if you guys know this. But on the side, RJ and I are amateur lawyers. That's a lie. Mm. We absolutely Completely. are not. But RJ is very familiar with the law, and I'm very interested in it. And there are a lot of folks in the sports world who seem to like to tread in the dark waters of the law. So we're here to lay it down and serve as the prosecutors for these dirt bags in the sports world. This is dirt bag prosecution. Court is in session. RJ. Who are you prosecuting prosecuting today? Well, the guy I want to prosecute is kind of a uh, – so I went at this a little different than uh, Shady probably did. What I did is I – hold on one second. There we go. Oh, Amber alerts. Amber alerts just, you know, always just ruin everything. Oh, so. Damn. I know. You should look out for those cars, though. You shouldn't just you shouldn't yeah, just yeah. talk shit about Amber Alerts like that. You anyone need, anyone you sees a white Prius? Anyone sees a white <laughs> Prius drive behind me? Y'all, let me know. Them, okay, I got I got to make kids, some phone dude. calls. You got to find them kids. Okay, um, I'm picking one guy and I'm bringing the hammer down on him, and but it's to send a message to everyone else. Ooh. Trevor Bauer. Oh yes, seems like yes. a good player. I like Prosecute him. Prosecute him. But, uh, the pitching, I've been, I've been so high on baseball and how pitching has been so amazing. Well, his spin rate has increased at an abnormal rate. And wait a second, all of the Dodgers pitchers' fastball has increased. The spin rate has increased so much 
The only solution is that they're using foreign substances. Literally cheating, doing what the Astros did, and there's a whole bunch of pitchers across MLB. But I'm picking you, Trevor. I'm picking you. Because you, you're a Cy Young winner, man. You, you, you're, you're a top-tier athlete. You're fun. You, you, you do the sword thing, man. We're supposed to like you. And you're going to go ahead and disgrace my game? This game I've been fighting for? You're going to do that? So no. No, I hope, I hope they come at you hard. Suspended. 82 games. Yeah. That's Damn, a, that's season, a half eh? a season, baby. That's a oh, half yeah. a this season. That is a uh, half a season. Yeah. <laughs> It's all right, Math though. It's all right. Math Baseball's hard, my thing. Baseball's my thing. Baseball's my thing. So don't worry about that. You need to get hit hard because it needs to send a message to these people, man. I love baseball and I want a good product, but I don't want cheating. I don't want pine tar on the ball on purpose. I don't want tobacco spit on it on purpose. I don't want it scratched up and because you got a tack in your glove on purpose, man. Just play the play the game the way it's supposed to. You don't need it. You're already in the top tier. Yeah, shady. Yeah. What, what do you think? So, if I was on the jury, I would vote guilty, but not, not without some conference from my fellow jurors. And okay. Here's why. Because while I agree with you, I don't want cheating in my game. Like I said, Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire need to get. They they do not deserve to be in the hall. Pete Rose does again. Another shout out to Petey. Hey, you you should be in the hall. I think it's bullshit that you're not. But either way, cheating is wrong. And if you're the one percent of the one percent, like I was just making in my, I just said in my LeBron tape. Yep. You shouldn't need to cheat. Like you, like you said, you're a Cy Young winner. You should you should be above that. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I will say is that because of the state of Major League Baseball. The league over the past few years have made some very provocative changes to the game that do make it harder for pitches, pitchers to be successful. So I'm not saying he's right. And, and it, what's really frustrating about this entire thing is he was interviewed about it yesterday or the day before, and yep. the dude wouldn't, couldn't even like deny it. He, he was like no. dancing around the question like a ballerina. We got Black Swan out here tip-tapping around the questions that the interviewers were asking him. Probably because he's a good Christian boy, didn't want to lie. <laughs> didn't want to lie on the stand. Catch me but lying. Either, Hold on now. <laughs> yeah. But either way, it's like the MLB has made it so hard for pitchers to be successful in today's baseball because they think that we always talk about scoring scores of viewers. And so home runs get viewers. That's why Aaron Judge has exploded. You know, that's why you got to get all the or did explode. He's not playing too great this year, but nope. that's why he exploded. That's why uh, uh, the the collusion down when Jeter became the GM of the Marlins and got <laughs> got him up to New York. Uh, yeah. got some good good dingers up to New York. Um, so what I'm saying is, is if a guy comes to you and he says, "Hey, we're starting a we're starting an underground." conspiracy all the pitchers in the league are going to do this shit because the mlb has been throwing us under the bus and i'm not saying this happened obviously i i am not a reporter i have no idea if these if this was the case i'm just saying some guy says to me and says hey listen the league could not be making it harder for you guys to be successful you want the numbers you want to be someone who people remember then you got to do this because everybody else is doing it and that's a terrible excuse my mama you know jumping over the bridge we all yeah. know the old adage but it's just like when you don't trust the league you're playing for anyway, 
and they're constantly making decisions that make it harder for you to do what you've always done, I get it. But like I said, if I'm on that jury, I'm still voting guilty. Yeah, one thing, the last thing I'll say about it is I I have a very small sympathy for them because hitting, like you said, they made it easier for hitters. I want the game to be, I want people to watch the game so the game will keep growing. But cheating, I don't, I don't, that just doesn't sit right with me. And one GM put it best. He was asked about the state of pitchers dockering balls. That's the best way to put it. And he said, it's so obvious, it's laughable. So it's not just Trevor Bauer. It's, according to, you know, what's going on, what these, the GMs of teams are saying, like, it's, everyone's doing it. Like, it's not even cheating anymore if everyone's doing it. That's what I got for Dirtbag. You know, it seems like a nice guy, but don't ruin my game, man. I'm going to come after you. I hear you. I hear you. So what do you have? Who's your, uh, who who am I? I'm on the jury now. Ready? I'm ready. Let me... (laughs) I would like to call Mr. Keith Appling to the stand. Ooh, damn. Ooh, damn. Okay, damn. I heard My dirtbag prosecution today is Mr. Keith Appling. So for those of you who don't know, who who don't stay up to date with NCAA basketball because he sure as shit didn't make it in the league, (laughs) the NBA, he was a basketball player from Michigan State, was a fantastic guard that they, uh, they, they Izzo rode for a while. Small guy, but very, very talented. Uh, He won Mr. Basketball of Michigan in 2010. Went to Pershing High School. For those of you who don't know, some other people who won that that award, just so you know how prestigious it is, Shane Battier won that award. Jason Richardson won the Michigan Mr. Basketball Award. Monte Morris, backup point guard of the Denver Nuggets, won that award. I played him in high school. RJ played him in high school. We, We knew that guy. He was yep. pretty cool. Keith Appling ended up going to Michigan State. Did all right. Didn't really make it in the league like we said. Well, very recently, Keith Appling is facing a murder charge in connection with a fatal shooting of his uncle or cousin or some shit like that last month. Damn. <sighs> Wayne County, a county in Michigan, is pursuing charges. One count first degree murder. One count of being a felon in possession of a firearm and two counts of felony firearm which tells you that he was a felon before any of (laughs) this took place. So the reason I gave you a little bit of his history here is he clearly had every opportunity to succeed. Like I said, he went to Detroit Pershing, very prestigious high school, a player from their high school won Mr. Basketball the year before. Went to Michigan State on what I can only assume was a full ride from the Ismaster. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I don't understand, RJ, and maybe you can explain it to me because you're closer to this world, but how can somebody who has all of the potential in the world to make it, even if you don't, even if you don't go to the league, he was talented enough to play in a hundred countries, do a hundred different things, use a hundred different, thousands of different connections that he had made over his, over his lifetime, being a fantastic basketball player. How do you end up murdering your uncle in Detroit? You go back to your roots, which I get, but come on. Come on. How do you fall so far from grace when you've had every opportunity to rise from it? When I know so many kids from so worse, so many worse scenarios who do everything that they can to crawl 
and drag themselves out of that pit to become lawyers, doctors, senators. How do you allow that to happen to yourself? So let me, let me I got a couple of things to say. And so I'm going to talk for a couple minutes, hopefully not too long. Um, as a judge and jury, I'm, I'm going to call him guilty of doing something wrong. I mean, out of all them charges, felon with a gun, then he's got multiple charges of it. I'm yeah. just going to say he, he, he did something wrong, guilty or not guilty. He, he did something wrong. So I'm going to say that. It's weird because, like, Tom Izzo doesn't, like, re- seem like he recruits bad kids, right? Like, but nope. a kid who I played with when I – he was a senior in high school when I was a seventh grader, Kalen Lucas. He also was a star at Michigan State. Yep. Didn't quite oh, yeah, make it. Didn't quite make it in the NBA. He's in jail. For, I think, shooting up a stripper or some some stupid, what are you doing, you no-no, dumb-head brain? Like, what? why? Why? So, like, does that say something about Tom Izzo? That two of his stars that he recruited out of Michigan, out of the state of Michigan, are going to be in jail the rest of their lives, maybe? And then the other thing I want to say is something you brought up, Shady, was, uh, I forget the school, Shady will know it. I was a freshman, and we play a school, I believe it was Flint Northeast, the red one. Which one's the red and white? Red and white was... Southwest? uh, Well, Beecher was was red and white. That's where Monte Morris went. But I think it was... uh, Yeah, Flint Beecher was red and white. Uh, I think you're talking about Central, though. Flint Central. Okay. One of the They're no longer a school. They've they've, they've dilapidated. So I'm just going to say... His name was Upchurch. His last name was Upchurch. Yep. I forget his yep. name. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. I was a freshman. I stayed to watch him play. By far, I've played in many college basketball gyms, okay? I've played against many college athletes. I've played against Monty Morris. Yep. This guy was by far the most talented player I've ever seen. Ever seen. He had, I don't know what his scholarships was because, like, right, I'm just – I stayed to watch this guy. Well, a couple year, maybe a year later. No, it was still his senior year. I I hear that he's in jail now. I'm like, what happened? This dude, I know a little bit more because I had connections at the time with, with the legal system. But uh, this dude lost $20. Someone owed him $20 from a game or something. So what does he do? Oh, what any, what any young juvenile would do, right? Like, oh, I'm just going to go beat you up in the parking lot. No. I'm going to drive by your house with an AK-47 and shoot up your house, killing an infant and wounding an elderly lady. He's in jail the rest of his life. Complete waste of talent. And I'm yep. the best person I've ever seen play. Yep. And that, I talk about this all the time. Like, I'll tell people this conversation will come up because it hurts me that he just threw it away. Go ahead, Shady. I don't really, don't, I don't really don't even want to talk right now. So for those, for those of you who don't, uh, we, we don't really talk a whole lot about our origins. But RJ grew up in, in the Detroit area, in the Warren area. I grew up in the Flint area. So we know a lot of people on both sides of the fence here. We know a lot of people who grew up in the worst of the worst and made it out in the best possible way and made more of themselves than... Anybody other than them thought they would be because that was just the type of people that they are. And then we see the other side where it's every some people who were handed everything in the world from God or whoever you believe in to make it 
and then they make decisions for some reason, whether it's an obligation to the streets or yeah. to some other force that just rubs them down the wrong path going down there. Another uh, another example of this, I'm not going to I'm not going to say his name because I'm not sure if he was ever prosecuted and it's not worth it. But he went to he went to uh, Flint Southwestern, which was another very prestigious basketball school, had a lot of guys who who could just ball out. He lost a game of dice one day. The dude lost a game of dice, lost all of his money. Walked into a taco shop in Flint, about 15 miles from where I grew up. Yep. He walked in. They didn't even know he they were robbing him because he was he was someone who came in there all the time and he was wearing a ski mask and they thought, oh, they literally said verbatim, according to reports, oh, we thought you were going to rob us. And he says, I am going to rob you. <laughs> oh, my God. He had a D1 offer to go to Ball State. He could have played at Central Michigan, Western Michigan, could have made it. <sighs> Ended up in jail. So this is all I got to say about this. Honestly, and uh, it tears me apart to even bring this up because this is our roots. This is like where we came from. And these are, again, guys that we we played we, against. We, yeah, like, well, come on. But there's always something more. If it doesn't work out in basketball, it's going to work out in something else. Like, I, did, I, I, I never thought I was going to be successful in logistics. I wanted to be a history professor before I realized yeah. that that was complete Yeah, garbage. you did. You're like, school, no thank you. Yeah, school was for fools. <laughs> school is for fools. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> but there's always something better. And if you're fantastic at basketball, that means you're going to be fantastic at something else. It isn't a one-way yeah. street. There are always avenues for you to grow and change into better people. And if you're a leader on the court, you can damn sure be leader somewhere else. So for all True of that. you kids, 16, 17, who it doesn't play out the way you want it to, I can guarantee you there is something else out there for you that doesn't include shooting up a taco shop or doing a drive-by on some bullshit. Yeah, so, you know, Shady just said it perfectly, so I'm just going to say this real quick. Uh, this has been a kind of a cool episode, one of my favorites so far by far. I agree. So, I didn't I didn't think it was going to be. I was feeling a little no. off today. I'm wearing a visor. Yeah. Like, I didn't know how it was going to so, be. So I'm going to say like and subscribe. This has been a great episode. Leave a comment. Follow us. Hit the Twitter uh, at Elevated Takes uh, website, elevatedtakes.com. And then obviously you're on here on the YouTube. The YouTube is just Elevated Takes. I'm just going to throw it over to Shady and let Shady do his outro because like this is kind of like the perfect opportunity for it. So all you. Yeah, and so I I'll, I'll have a catered outro today based off of how this whole thing went. And it yeah. wasn't something scripted. This is just how the conversation flew onto the clouds. But if you are one of those kids... If something happens where you, 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 for some reason, you have this over, overwhelming fight in you, and you always have, or else you wouldn't be successful like this, reach out to somebody. Reach out to a mentor. Reach out to somebody who, who, who did get out of what you were in. And if you can't, reach out to us, because we know people who've done it. We, yeah. We've seen the people at the bottom of the pits who, like I said, were able to crawl themselves out of it using everything that they had. And I know you can too, because you've shown it. You wouldn't be successful in anything if you can't be successful in something else. So like I, like I always say, I won't even tell you to reach out today because you need to do it. 
You need to find mm-hmm. it. You need to figure it out. And I know that you can. RJ knows that you can. And everybody else who loves you knows that you can. You need to know that you can. Just because your life or your basketball game isn't elevated doesn't mean that it's not important. So treat it like it is. Everybody have a great night. Thanks for listening in. Deuces. Deuces.